friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn. Welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. We just want to thank you for listening. We're super excited to have you here as we continue in season one of not only our podcast, but the show Friends. We're excited to have you. Um, to any new listeners, welcome. Welcome. So as you may have heard in last episode, we have a guest friend with us again. Yay! Jane, our friend Jane. Mm, Welcome back. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We're really excited. Um, We love when our friends come and join us. All right, so this week we watched The One with George Stephanopoulos, and this is the first of many that splits the gang into two separate stories based on gender. The guys go to a hockey game where Ross gets hit in the face with a hockey puck. The rest of the evening is spent in the ER where a surly receptionist gets her nose broken when the puck goes flying. Meanwhile, the girls, sparked by celebrations over Rachel's first paycheck, spy on George Stephanopoulos, which culminates in them seeing Stephanopoulos nude. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great recap. All right. So in this episode, it opens up on the friends in Central Perk on the couch with one very important question, which we all wrote in our own notes. What would you do if you were omnipotent for a day? I think I would, I think I would want to time travel. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Going where, anywhere. Where to? Yeah. Anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. Like, just have the right ability to do it anytime, anywhere. So, if you're omnipotent for a day, how many places would you travel to in your oh, time my. ability? Like, as many as possible, or is there one specific place that you'd spend all day? I think I... So time travel, I think I would want to go back in time. Okay. To, I would want to visit the 20s. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Roaring 20s. Why not? Um, And then I'd also want to visit the 50s, I think, and just kind of spend a few hours in each decade. That's good. Yeah. I like it. I do too. I would want to be invisible or like have, I don't know. I don't know where I would even go specifically, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like what would you want to creep on? I know, like, that's what comes to mind is, like, oh, who would you want to spy on? But, like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, maybe at work. (laughs) (laughs) My boss. Um, Yeah. I think it's just, like, I'm such an introvert. Well, I don't know. I struggle with introvert, extrovert. But, like, I'm so reserved, I guess, or, like, quiet and meek. Yeah. That, not really, but I think that's how I'm perceived. But if I could just do that, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good one. That's good. Like not be seen. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I would want to fly. Anywhere in particular? Everywhere in particular. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, you'd have to fly as like fast as like a plane or something. Like even faster. Two places that you would visit. Paris and New Zealand. Hmm. I'd have to fly real fast (laughs) to get to both of those in one day, but maybe that's just part of my power. Hmm. I fly real fast. Yeah. Like an good. instantaneous, like as soon as I think I want to be somewhere, that's where I am. That's how fast mm. I would fly. That'd be awesome. It'd be sweet. That's a good one. Yeah. That was a funny point in the show, too, because Joey comes into the conversation halfway through. And I feel like we start to see his dumbness start to come out for the yes. first time in this episode. Yeah. His brand <laughs> is starting to shift. Mm-hmm. He's going from the jock guy to the idiot yeah 
And it shows a couple times in the episode, I think. But it's the first time we really see it. So right after that part, we end up seeing Joey. No. The guys come in, don't they? They come in separately and say, hey, Ross, like, we've got... Yeah, Chandler and Joey come in and ask him if they want to go to a hockey game for his birthday. Right. And he sees that there's a specific date on the game tickets. October 20th, which is the day him and his wife had first consummated their marriage. So throughout the whole rest of the day, like before they even get to the game, he's like all kinds of mopey. So here's the thing. (laughs) If I didn't already like Ross, (laughs) this episode solidifies it for me. Breaks my heart. Jane, in watching this episode, what makes you (laughs) like Ross. Because he's so sweet. He's so sweet. You consider that sweet? I mean, it's like a little weak, but... (laughs) (laughs) Weak. (laughs) A little is an understatement. I love that he, you know, married this woman and she broke his heart in like the most ironic way possible. Yeah. You know, and he still, I don't know how long it's been, but still thinks about her like on this day so much so because he does exactly what I would do like his friends are like let's get out of the house let's Mm -hmm. do something fun like something you don't usually do and he's like I just want to go home (laughs) turns into Eeyore yeah he does (laughs) yeah I don't know I think it's endearing I think it's I don't know okay so this brings up a really good question do you guys have anything like that where you see something and you instantly are, like, brought back in, like, a sad, mopey kind of way. Um, I don't have a specific date or anything. Um, I just have a thing. And so my last relationship, we had pet names for each other. And we called each other Pizza and Pickle. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. And I didn't have pickles for the longest time. Like, couldn't even look at them. Like, in the... <laughs> This is so Ross. In like grocery shopping. <laughs> By myself. That's so Ross. <laughs> like looking at pickles would move me to tears. I couldn't smell oh pizza, like touch pizza, even say the word pizza until recently. Um, I actually had a peanut butter and pickle sandwich yes. because of Leanne. <laughs> and that was the first like pickle. I bought the pickles and I made the sandwich and it was so liberating. So wow, yeah, that's awesome. That was my hockey puck. That's good. Uh huh. What about you? Anything like that? I don't. Okay, but this brings up a good point because I think those are more relevant the closer you are to the breakup. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. You are what a year out, a little bit almost. More. Okay, almost. Yeah. yeah. And I have not been in a actual relationship where we call it like we're boyfriend and girlfriend in like 10 years so same (laughs) i don't know whether to laugh or cry (laughs) let your inner ross out (laughs) so i don't think we like i don't have any of those things i'll see like a sweatshirt or i'll hear a song but it Mm. but it's so far removed now yeah that i just don't have that emotional connection like maybe i would have if it had only been like a year Mm -hmm. right right yeah like i'll see some things like favorite sports team like i'll hear about them and i'm like oh i remember that but like it's it's so far removed like you said that it doesn't (laughs) 
doesn't make doesn't you cry me as much anymore <laughs> right right so speaking of relationships and guys the girls are heavy on george stephanopoulos george? which we never actually see in the show but he's apparently the white house advisor for clinton so he's got some like popularity people know him he's famous to a certain you know degree level and they live across the street from him and can see him from their apartment so do you guys have any celebrities that you kind of daydream about um i don't think i have anyone that i like celebrity wise that i think of in that sort of way or like have dial like weird dialogues like with Phoebe like yells at her <laughs> for taking the pizza. Oh, I cracked me up. Um, but like more so people like in the community, I guess. Like maybe at <laughs> who is it? Who's your no, 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 no. I don't have one like on that level on that grade. But yeah, I don't think I have one. No. Mine's for sure Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I think he's so attractive. I don't see it. What? <laughs> Two strikes. Chris and uh, who, what's his name? Chandler. Chandler B. Wow. I'm learning a lot about you, Jane. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. happening in this in these two episodes? No longer friends. Yeah, <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> um, yeah, mine's for sure Chris Hemsworth. I think mine would probably be Gerard Butler. Ooh, yes. Like, who wouldn't? Yes. That man. That accent. Mm. What about you, Jane? That's Um, why I picked Chris, too. (laughs) The accents. Accents. (laughs) Um, I guess Tom Hardy. Mm. Bane from Dark Knight Rises. Manly Man. I like it. Yeah. But I think it's more so the character, Bane. Like, I don't know any other, which is creepy. Ooh. That's weird. He's a bad guy. Yeah, you like wear some like a ma- you don't even see his whole face. That's true. <laughs> like it's wears in the mask. eyes. <laughs> it's all in the eyes. So evil. <laughs> oh, between oh. Ross being endearing <laughs> and Bane being your guy of choice, I swing both ways. It's a pretty broad spectrum. It's a very broad spectrum. <laughs> it, it makes the whole like sweet and sour thing yeah. make sense. <laughs> I love that we can laugh. Yes. It's great. <laughs> Makes me wonder how they get through laughing on the show. Oh, my gosh. It's it's probably one of my favorite things to notice. To when, watch when they're about right. to crack. And I think this one, it was Phoebe. She was trying to say something. And about you could, her grandmother. Yes. And you could tell her <laughs> mouth was turning. Like, she's trying not to laugh. So she pauses. Yeah. And I then says it. it. Yeah. It's my favorite. I, I live for those moments. Yeah. Even when Ross kind of at one point the the show was like the camera's on him a lot and he like has this whole reaction but you can tell his face is barely holding it together like one small smile from someone else would probably like set him off it's funny it's so great i don't think i would i don't think i would make it no and like how do they film together and back then too they had live audiences right so like even the audience could be cracking like they're seeing the audience right and trying not to react to them so i can't imagine how many how many takes they had to do every scene yeah um another point that a couple of us indicated was 
Phoebe's onesie. <laughs> I love her onesie. Yes, that onesie. I will be honest. Last night, I spent about an hour on Google trying to find that onesie. Really? I was, really? was going to buy it. No. Oh, I'm sorry. It's either black and white striped or maybe it's kind of that grayish gray and black, but it's got a zipper down the front instead of buttons. Like, there were some similar ones, but none that was worthy of a purchase, unfortunately. Mm, I'm sorry. Someone needs to make that. If someone can make that for us, that would be great. Thank you. And send it to us. (laughs) We'll DM you our address. Um, Llewellyn, you made a note about New Yorker accents. New Yorker. <laughs> That's all New York I can speak. Yeah. <laughs> what about that? Well, as you guys all know, New York is where I want to live. So I, I, you know, going back to our guy question, I could definitely date and marry somebody who has a New Yorker accent as well. Okay. May not be a foreign accent, but it's still an accent. Foreign to us where yeah. we live. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah um no the i think it was when the girls came and they were sitting with rachel talking and the girl like every one of the girls had such a thick accent yep Hmm. you're right it was just it stood out yeah yeah new yorker new york (laughs) i don't even know how to talk like a new yorker but (laughs) i will one day (laughs) do you pick up accents easily no no Mm -mm. you don't have you ever been around where you no I mean, I don't pick them up, but, like, I'm half Jamaican, so my dad has a Jamaican accent, mm-hmm. so that's the only one that I can, like, recognize and, like, understand, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I do. Anytime I've been around people with accents, if I'm around them, like, a lot really quickly, I start to, like, I'll hear my dialect change to start to match. Mm-hmm. It's unintentional. But it definitely changes. Like, my dialect definitely changes. Yeah. But that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, another note that you put, Jane, about – we talked about it a little in episode, I don't know, one or two. Um, but we discussed people in the 90s not wearing bras. Oh. <laughs> oh, let me get close for this one. <laughs> I don't get it. And crop tops, I still can't jump on that bandwagon. They're popular now, and I, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. It's like, where do you look? I feel like I'm just, like, unintentionally, like, you're cold. Like, do you want a blanket? Yeah. I think I almost said something the exact same in one of the episodes. Yeah. Okay. And, like, well, I'm weird, too, because I, like, I'm always in a bra, like, even people who say, like, they come home and, like, peel off and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I'm straight to a sports bra. Okay. Like, I gotta be strapped in all times. Yeah. To be comfortable. Okay. Is it, like, a security thing or is it, like... I don't know. I you just, just don't, don't like the like... feeling of them hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not much to hang out, but, yeah. Or I just don't like them, like, touching things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode just got uh... so much more interesting. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> shower is the only time they see the light of day. <laughs> awesome. I can appreciate that. Thanks. We also discussed how 
we're like, the guys on set, like, where do they look? Oh, sure. Or was it so much more acceptable in the 90s that, like, guys just learned not to look? I don't Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I just, how do you, I, yeah. it's cold in there. How do you not, like, out of the corner of my eye, I can <laughs> definitely see your nipples. <laughs> it's so strange. I don't get yeah. it. I don't understand it. Um, you also wrote a, um, Silence of the Lamb joke. <laughs> like Hannibal Blackter. Is that what you're talking yes. about? Who was that in reference to again? Um, it was a Hannibal, but it was Ross in the E, <laughs> the ER. And oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he had like his nose oh, thing yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And I think oh, yeah. your boy Chandler said something funny. And I don't remember what it was. Like I think he's like, I loved you in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I remember it now. Oh, I laughed so hard. I had to like pause the episode because like a minute had lapsed and I was just laughing the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Is this so the episode good. where the pillow falls off the yes. balcony too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> when they're watching George Stephanopoulos. Such a, it's such like a funny, like you almost didn't know if it was planned or not. But like, right. but like later, the guy the brings, guy brings the pillow, it back, and Chandler's like, "What? Thanks." Okay. He's like, "Thanks." <laughs> he has no idea. Yeah, that's awesome. This is the first time that you see kind of the split between, like, the guys and the girls, like we talked about. Mm, so the yeah. guys all have their own storyline happening. Right. It's Ross's day, and he's mopey, and the guys are trying to cheer him up, but they. Also, only invited them because they couldn't decide which one of them got a date. Right. And then they're about to go to the game, and all of a sudden these girls walk in. And it's like, squirrel. Yeah. They, they're like, game, <laughs> hockey, yeah. let's do it. All right, hockey. <laughs> like, I almost didn't get, like, why they added that in. Probably just to show their single-minded focus yeah because yeah. i mean they're like what in their mid-20s at this point yeah. and like Are all they? single Mid to late. Mm-hmm. yeah huh. and a bunch of like posh girls walk in yeah okay that's true posh. you're right posh they're all rachel's friends oh oh in the coffee shop yeah. Yeah. yeah got it and they're so obnoxious yeah so obnoxious <laughs> i wonder if that's just because that's how rich people are perceived Maybe. Yeah. And then they're just, of just like, yeah. they don't care about the fact that they're in a coffee shop surrounded by other people. They're going to scream at the top of their lungs at every right. fun announcement, life update yeah. <laughs> that they make. Entitlement. Yeah. I, I think they're trying to like reiterate, like, this is what Rachel could have had too, kind of lifestyle. Ooh, like, yeah. they were just out shopping all day and then, you know. Yeah. Grab some coffee and like it's the middle of the week or I'm assuming and you know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you see how she has opportunities to kind of second guess her life decision. Yeah, totally. Of am I gonna stick with it or am I gonna go back home? Right. And fold, you know. Yeah. And kind of be the daughter my dad wants me to be, sort of. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really hard when you're trying to make a life change. When you're trying to do something that's like, this is the best thing for me, and I'm trying to adhere to all of the social, economical things that align with this new stance that I'm trying Mm -hmm. to take, and we're past friends. Sometimes you just grow up past the point of your old friends. Yeah. You know, you have friends who were good in one season, 
and then you have kind of that revelation and you walk in a different direction and those old friends no longer serve as those people who are going to champion you in that season. Mm -hmm. And that can be really hard. I mean, you see for kind of a moment, Rachel sit there and all of her friends are around her kind of talking about like, you can't be serious. Right. You know, yeah. and that's hard. That'd be hard. Yeah. That's like such adult friendship though. Like, cause I view those friends, like her old friends as like not good people maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like the friends that Rachel has now as like her people and good people and how I don't think I really had like good friends, good people until my mid twenties. Like, now, basically. And not to say that I didn't have friends in the past, but, like, our focus just was not on, like Leanne said, like, championing each other. It was just kind of, let's go shop. Like, exactly what they were talking about, you know? Like, just superficial things (laughs) that don't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times, too, when you're younger, you almost, you and, like, your friends almost just care about yourself. It's a lot of focus on, like... You know, I want to do this now. I want to do this now. And so, like, you, but you want people to do it with you. Mm -hmm. Right. But the focus is about you. But when you get older, it's more so you start to see that life is more than just about what I need and it's about what others need as well. Mm -hmm. So then the friendships begin to be more incorporated in, like, how are you doing and what can we do to help you? So, yeah. You know, because it's pretty easy to have friends in school where you see each other five days a week and do sports together and all you get is two days off. Right. right. Like, that doesn't show you how to be, a like, a loyal friend. Uh, like, yeah. so that's true. easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the easiest days of your entire life when it comes to friendships. It's when you're out of high school, out of college, where you have jobs in different places, and it's up to you to initiate on both sides to continue the relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to die. You don't see each other five times a week anymore, especially – the majority of your friends you're not working exactly side by side with. You're in different careers, different paths, different, you know, stay-at-home moms. You've got a job. You work part-time. You're going to school for your master's, bachelor's, doctorate. Like, you're going up or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to be more intentional when you're older. So I think Rachel is learning in this season of, you know, we all don't have jobs and we just go around and shop all day. It's easy when that's all you want to do. But now she's trying to make something of her own life and do it in a way that's independent and not attached to her family or her family's values or even the snobbery of her culture that she was in of like, I married an orthodontist, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have money and she's trying to make something of herself and these friends come in. And very, I think, selfishly want to pull her into – they want to pull her backwards. Yeah. Right? And they don't think it's backwards because mm-hmm. that's the life they're living. Like, they're all in it. Right. But to her, it would be moving backwards. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a tough lesson if you kind of let it – this episode to be more retrospective and, like, who are those friends in your life who you've kind of outgrown, mm-hmm. like you've matured. And you're trying to make decisions. I know it's hard because there's familiarity, but I think what's best for you is to probably cut the ties. Yeah. Cut the friends loose. Hard to do, but 
it'll be more rewarding in the end. So this has been your <laughs> deep talk for <laughs> the week. A <laughs> um, couple upper moments just at the end. Uh, Llewellyn, you put Twister as grown adults <laughs> as one of the notes. <laughs> Tw- the game Twister in and of itself is just interesting to me. Yeah. But to play it as grown adults, just, I don't even know. No? Well, would you play it as a grown adult? Yeah, probably not with, like, men. Like, I think that's <laughs> kind of weird. Like, even as a kid, I remember thinking, like, ooh, like, this is weird, you know? Because you just, you're twisted. You're, you're just you're in really entangled. weird positions. Yeah. Well, and it people. shows in the episode when Phoebe bends oh, over yeah. and she's right in front of Joey, and Joey's like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I think that's fine. She was probably... Lisa Kudrow was probably cracking up as she was bent over. 100%. She's in a good position to do that. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And kind of the last talking point of this episode is the credit card company trying to call Rachel. And the the odd activity is her not spending money. (laughs) And they're calling to see if she's okay just because she hasn't been spending money on her credit card. Does that happen? I don't know. What that like, happen? I don't think that happens. <laughs> I don't think so either. No. But we also don't have, we also don't spend like she was probably spending. Oh. I wonder if higher label, like the black American Ex- Express card, like sure. do they have customer care people who are specifically designated to being like retention people? Like case managers. Almost. Or... Like, yeah, yeah. That are calling to say, hey. Your unusual activity is that you haven't had any, <laughs> and we want to try and encourage you to do so because yeah. they're yeah because higher, they're a company that wants they're based off yeah. of interest and all the things. So yeah, that mm, makes sense. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but she responds, "I have magic beans," <laughs> which is so sweet. And then you see the moment where she's like, "Oh, well, no, never mind," because you can't say that to a credit card company and be like, "No, right. I'm fine." <laughs> magic beans like that's not gonna take care of all your problems but the sentiment is sweet it Mm. almost reminded me of the sentiment when ross at the very first episode was like i grabbed a spoon like it kind of has that wrap up episode type yeah nuance to it yeah it's good it was good Mm. any more about this episode that you guys want to discuss favorite moments maybe probably when they're when the girls are on the porch just like sipping their drinks, oh. watching George, waiting for something to happen. Tiki punch or whatever. It was. Yes, yeah. tiki punch. Yeah. That was good. We need a recipe for that. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I'll find one and post it on our show for those I of you I think she out said there. what it was in the episode. No, she started and then Rachel just grabbed it out of the whole really? thing oh, out yeah, of her hand true. and she never finished. Tiki punch onesies and twister. Yeah. Something yeah. Like Sounds like a great girls night in. <laughs> Um, I love, I just love the magic beans moment because <laughs> I like the end of the episode where Rachel, cause I think we've all probably had those conversations with like our closest girlfriends before too. We're just like, what am I doing? And yeah. when is it going to happen? And like, what if the beans don't work? And we ask these like huge, serious questions to just people and we like, you know, like give me an answer, Monica, you know? Yeah. And then at the end that she was just like at peace with it and was, you know, and just looking at her friends, like. 
I have my, I have everything I need, yeah. you know, like I'll be okay, more than okay. Like it'll work out. Yeah. yeah. That's just, I don't know. Because that's what Friends is to me, like the whole show, you know, is that kind of like ooey gooey feeling that like no <laughs> yeah. matter what, like your people just always make life worthwhile and yeah. great and you'll always have your magic beans. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd have to say mine was probably the more humorous where that guy comes and drops off the pillow. It's just in the middle of nowhere. They're all hanging out after both of their separate days and he just shows up. He doesn't say a word, doesn't explain himself and Chandler just grabs the pillow and is like, thanks. (laughs) And he's confused. Such a great moment. I think it's just a funny, like a good callback moment. Like the Mm -hmm. pillow dropped and they could have, it was already funny. They didn't have to do anything else with it. Yeah. But the fact that they had somebody cast to literally drop off the pillow, brilliant. I think it was brilliant. Well, um, anything else as we wrap up? No, that's it. No, it's a good episode. I think we're starting to get into yeah. the good friends flow. Friends we're starting to get flow. some good dialogue and good plot lines and relationship stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Then this time on the I'll be there for you moment, we have Ross's marriage tip of the week. That will be funnier as the seasons grow longer. Um, but Ross's marriage tip, take responsibility in your arguments. In order to strengthen your marriage, learn to recognize that most arguments have shared responsibility, that both people have valid points and valid reasons for their feelings. So let us know your thoughts on this marriage tip on social media platforms for our post show. So we've got our shameless plug as always, subscribe, download on all platforms, share with your friends, invite your friends to... Come and join the dialogue. We have Facebook and Twitter. All of our handles will be in our show notes. And you can always reach us at the one with friends at gmail.com. The one being a numeric one. So reach out to us. We want to hear from you. So that's it for this week. And we'll see you again next week on the one with friends podcast.